welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. From now until September 15th, we are encouraging members to register to Paint It Forward as a way to give back to their local community. You can register individually or as a group on our website. Look for Paint It Forward under the Events tab to register. Hello and welcome to Coverage, a podcast for professional painters by professional painters. I'm your host, Craig Bunting. I began my career as a professional painter. Now I work for Benjamin Moore as Director of Professional Marketing in support of Pro Painters. In this series, I'm checking in with some of the best in our business. We're going to hear their stories, things we can learn from, things that make us laugh. Let's get started. Greetings. This is Michael Hyde in for Craig Bunting for Coverage, a podcast for paint contractors by paint contractors. I'm speaking today with Rafaela Valaderas and Deborah Vivieros from Canada. Yes, is that correct? Up north? Yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, we are in the Toronto area. All right, Rafi. Uh, if my notes, I, I think you are originally from Brazil. Is that correct? Yeah, from Brazil. When did you uh, come over to Canada? So I came 2004, 2005. So I'm here for about uh, 16, 16, 17 years. Around that. When and how did you meet Deborah? So I met her um, 16 years ago. She used to work in a, a phone store, and um, I met her because I need to buy a phone. And um, and then from there, uh, we got together, and we're painting up to today. How do you go from buying a phone and selling a phone to painting, painting houses? I guess. Well, it was actually just need. Rafi was here. Uh, literally shoveling snow for a living. And I started asking my customers who were mostly contractors uh, for work for her. And then eventually she got a painting job. And then with uh, really good training, she then convinced me. I've always been more of a hands-on person. I didn't really like sitting there, (laughs) customer service for too long. Um, But then we started the painting together and yeah, we've been through it all from working for really good companies to not so good ones. <laughs> so so if I have this right, uh, Deborah, you sort of got Rafi into a business and then Rafi got you into the same business. Is that how that worked? Exactly. Yeah. And her background was tourism. So it was like <laughs> very different. <laughs> very different. Very different. What do you think? Uh, how, what was the learning curve? I mean, you go from, well, well, well let's, let's, let's ask this. How many years is it from I've never picked up a paintbrush to now I'm, this is my profession. What's the, what's the learning curve there? Well, for Rafi, I think it was, it's, she, she never picked up a paintbrush probably ever. No. Until she started painting. I always was the type of person that liked painting my own room. I always liked painting, but I just didn't do it professionally. I would put, you know, tape everywhere and I didn't know how to paint professionally, but, um, but I loved it. I always did my own room and stuff like that, but, but it was definitely working professionally was very different. Like when, when I started painting with Rafi, she, she already had a year ahead of me in experience and I had to do baseboards once, for example, and I couldn't believe that you do it without tape. <laughs> so I was like, how are you going to paint that without tape? And she was like, cause that's how professionals do it. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely was completely different. 
Right, right. And now the name of the business is very, very straightforward, Women Painting and Decorating, correct? And is it fair to say that uh, this has been traditionally a male-dominated profession? Definitely, yeah. We've, we've met very little women that paint. And sometimes that's actually our struggle in hiring women. There isn't too much option. It, it, it sounds, though, as though this is something you're leaning into, yeah. right? You're looking to, to in, in many ways, leverage uh, sort of a, a unique customer experience uh, from, a, from a woman's perspective. And maybe you could tell me what is, what is it uh, that is unique uh, coming from that angle that you think is, is uh, a differentiator and a value in the business? I think we, we, we do, like, we have a very personal experience with our clients. And I think that's what makes us different. Um, the extra care, the extra, it's, we build a relationship with them. It's not just going in, getting the job done and leaving. Um, you know, let's say it's an elderly couple. We'll help them put their art back up and we'll put all the furniture back. And like, we sit for coffee, we have lunch with them. Like it's, it becomes like a friendship almost. So in a lot of cases, they do become friends. And it's, and it's really sort of a, 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 a new level of, of comfort, right? And customer service. Yeah. And they definitely look for, for that when they're hiring us, like be able to feel comfortable giving their key to us and being in the house while they're there. The majority of our clients all live in their homes. And, um, and we've even just heard from a previous client that the reason we got the job, for example, compared to a different contractor uh, was because we approached it one to two rooms at a time and not getting everything done at once. Because they leave there in the house, so they don't want to get like disturbed, right? Yeah. So, like for example, this other company uh, wanted to do all their ceilings at once, and because it was going to be faster and cheaper that way. And our approach was to do one to two rooms at a time, put everything back, clean up everything, and considering the fact that they live in their home, right? So that's what got us the job. Apparently, that was the lady was that was her feedback. So I think that difference, we see it more and more, like 14 years doing this, um, is making all the difference and all the repetitive clients and the referrals that we're getting. Now, uh, something tells me that this also comes in handy when it's time to deal with color, right? Uh, contractors tend to uh, shy away from the color discussions, uh, which is to say, you know, you choose the color, we'll get it on the walls, but... We, we're not going to get involved in that or any other sort of decorating uh, decision. Is that also something that you guys uh, take on? Yeah, I did uh, go to school for interior decorating. So I I always include uh, whenever anybody proceeds with our painting services, like they close the deal with us, I usually include like a caller consultation for them. And I go over everything. I go a separate day, do about two-hour consultation, depending on the size of the project, of course. And I go over everything. And I the good thing is I have the interior decorator background plus the painting. So I, I also know the colors. So it really helps convince the clients that they're picking the right colors. So do you do you think that that's the next the next step with painting contractors to sort of take on maybe hire a, an interior decorator or a color consultant? Or do you think that's going to be a niche that you guys are going to be able to hold on to for a while? I think... Yeah, I think that's going to be a difference for us, for sure. I, I think a lot of painters can just pick a color, but they want to go to the full extent of how deep I go with, with the colors with the clients. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's always a, an explanation about why, why we recommend this color or that color. It's not just 
thinking that it's nice or beautiful, right? Um, there's 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 more behind that, right? So we can provide that to the client, and yeah. they really really get satisfied with that extra thing that we're helping them with the colors. So so like the LRV, like the light reflective value. I'll explain like how much lighting is reflecting off of the specific color and stuff like that. Like we go deep, right? Right, right. Do you ever find yourself having to sort of, I don't know how to put this, maybe steering a, a customer away from what you know will be a mistake? You know, they really want two colors to go together that, that won't work together, or they really want a color scheme that's not going to work with the the lighting in that space. Uh, have you ever had that where you've had to, you know, be a little more active in, in sort of guiding them? And how do you handle that? I, I'm just honest. So, for example, a client was asking for uh, like a neutral, like Collingwood. I know a lot of people won't know what that is, but it's just a neutral, um, what they call, I guess, a grayish. So a very light color. And then she wanted a light green accent. And I'm like, it won't work. You need to go deeper. So I show her examples of like, it needs to go maybe three tones deeper than that to have a contrast, have more of an impact because it's an accent wall. And I just explain it. And they're usually always like, oh, okay. Because then it won't be considered an accent wall. If it's very light, it'll look washed out. So I just explain it, right? What's the next big color? What's the next big trend that you guys are seeing? I'm curious. We use a lot of... um uh, Van Dusen Blue, like yeah. the one that's actually behind our wall right now. <laughs> we did. We ended, oh, nice. Yeah, we're doing a lot. Yeah. The yeah. neutrals are still really in. A lot of whites are still in. So, like, you know, all the whites we love and hate. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned an experience working on a, I believe it was a bed and breakfast, doing an exterior. And you were telling us uh, about the challenges there. Do you want to uh, talk about that experience? Because I think, uh, you know, it's all about that that challenge of the job and, and as you say, the, the end result. So if you can maybe bring us through that story that you shared earlier. Yeah, for sure. So it was um, this gentleman who contacted us and said that there was about six different companies who came in and quoted uh, or looked at the, the bed and breakfast. It was a Victorian home with a wraparound veranda and um, in the Parkdale area of Toronto. So it's very, very busy and like lots of trees and lots of wires electrical wires around his home and our historical area as well. Yes, very historical area. So um, we came in and we looked at it and the fact that he said that six different companies didn't even want to quote him, that made us want to do it more. Like we're like, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's show them that we can do it. Right. So we went, we get, we got our boom lift license. We've never done it before. We had a landscaper company come in and like, cut some branches off of the trees and like it was a very challenging job but we we did it like we quoted it and he was I think he would have probably accepted <laughs> no matter what because nobody else would do it <laughs> but um but it was very interesting we, he actually got us to do a tour in a museum with him so that I could color match so imagine color matching inside of a museum not the easiest with the lighting that they have and we had to match gold specific gold that he wanted, specific red, specific blue. Um, so we got all the colors matched. We did the tour with him and he like paid the tour for us. And then, yeah, we did the job. It took about three weeks. And he was so picky that he even wanted um, us to fill the cracks on the porch floor with body filler. 
you know what they use on like bolts and cars? Right, right. Like <laughs> the, the, when you say the cracks, the, like just like cracks is in unwanted cracks or every single seam? No, just unwanted cracks, not the actual porch floor. Right. Yeah, yeah, thank God. <laughs> but uh, any other crack that was in between, because he knew that he would probably wouldn't do it again for another 10, 15 years. Right? Yeah. We want it well done. Yeah, when it's like a big, big damage that you see on a wood, you usually uh, use the the that 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 plaster, right? Uh, but it wasn't that bad for that reason. Yeah. But he wanted either way for us to use that, and we did with everything that he wanted. We did, yeah. and uh, the job turned out like beautifully. Yeah, and we even had a a girl come in and do because they had like a six or eight big white fillers all around the porch and we got her to do um, like leaf drawing all on the posts because he wanted like an artist to um, to add that detail so we did all the regular painting like the gold around the windows each window had like gold on you know those old school windows the the ones where you press the metal and pull it up I forget what it's called okay yes yes the windows were like that so we had to paint each piece of metal in gold oh wow and then the window frame with something else. So it was like white, gold, red, blue, all color scheme. But it turned out so amazing. You guys work a lot in, in the city areas, right? So you're in, you're in a metropolitan area. And uh, you're, when you're doing exteriors and you're, doing, you're working on busy streets, is this, is this a, a, a problem? Like what kind of problems do you have when you're working, doing an exterior on a, on a busy city street? So um, there's not much issues with that. Like, uh, like thank God people, like they respect because we put the, the cones around, uh, their signs. So people, they, they kind of respect, they go around, they try to avoid that side, right? They try to avoid getting too close to us, but there's always like someone that wants to do something different, <laughs> or, you know, so, and that area, because it's an older area of Toronto, so there's, it's very busy. There's a lot of people there. There's a lot of homeless around. So, yeah. and they like, they're curious, right? They like to, to see what's happening here, what's around. Um, so we were expecting already that we're probably going to get some challenge of doing that job. But, um, exterior, it's always, you always have to be alert, right? You always have to be prepared for surprises. So um, sometimes neighbors, they don't like that we we have like uh, high ladders or the phone list close to their house. Uh, we try not to do spray painting um, when it's an exterior job because neighbors, they don't like that at yeah. all. Uh, no matter what you tell them, no matter what you try to avoid splashings and overspraying, um, and and it, and if you see, it, it's not going to their house or anything or their cars, but they get worried, right? It's like expensive cars, houses, so they don't want to. They don't want to see you spraying outside. So there's always like water access to water. Sometimes it's a little bit harder for us having access to water outside to wash our stuff. Power. It's not like inside that you have like power everywhere, every room. You have two, three outlets, right? Outside you don't have that access. So um, uh, rain, mud, uh, it's always something, right? But exterior, exterior is something fun to do. It's not, let's say, it's always something different. It's always something that it will challenge you. Yeah, right? I like it. 
I just don't want to do the, you know, really high stuff <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you know, anymore. when I was painting and we would do exteriors, I, I always was more comfortable at the beginning of the job when if we were doing sanding and scraping and I could sort of put my hand on the surface while standing on the plank. But then when you start painting, you really just have to balance on the plank. Yeah. And I don't know. You, that was always the big challenge for me. Especially when you're in a height where you're over the ladder. Right. Like you're past the ladder. Then it's like, okay, what do I hold? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But overall, we're pretty lucky. Like clients are really nice with us. It's just, it's more of like, you can't make noise before seven. Sometimes there's that neighbor where they're like, you're not supposed to turn that on until seven. But overall, pretty lucky. It sounds like you guys are up for the challenge and the job. And in, in another way of saying it, you guys are, have stayed hungry. So what's the secret to staying hungry and, and not sort of getting to that point where, oh, I just don't want the headache anymore for some of these jobs? I think first uh, we're maybe avoiding some jobs, like the really crazy stuff for exteriors. We're starting to back away a little bit. So we just have like some people who do it for us. Uh, (laughs) wallpaper for example we used to do all the wallpaper jobs we we backed away from it so we have our installer now there's certain things we see it's not worth the stress of of like installing wallpaper when you're not a professional wallpaper installer it's not fun yeah (laughs) it's not it's not it's not our thing doing ourselves let's say we have we have the the we have our own installer that works for us for us and when we have the the wallpaper installation, um, they do that, but ourselves, because we do all the administration with the women painting, we do all the coding, clients, everything, and we also paint. Yes. We do both, right? We just, we just not work on, on the office and deal with clients and paperwork. We do the painting as well. Yes. So for the wallpaper, we don't do ourselves anymore. It's not our thing. They're, and we know our limits. We're not going to yeah. accept everything. Oh, no, let's do it because of money. Let's do it because of this. No, it's not our paper, wallpaper. It's not our thing. Our thing is painting. Right. We used to accept everything for like probably 10 years. Like everything. And we like the challenge, right? But then it just got to a point where we're like, okay, maybe it's time to pass the wallpaper on to someone else. You're listening to Benjamin Moore's Coverage, a podcast for professional painters by professional painters. Now let's get back to our interview. I, I have a, a question. and You know, we, we talked about this before, so let's just get right into it. I want to hear uh, Rafi tell the story about the red paint <laughs> in the van. <laughs> yeah, so um, I had a situation first time. I had a really uh, bad situation with paint. It could be worse, but it was too bad for me. I was going to a client and uh, she wants her uh, living room painted in all red, like really light red color. And then uh, when I I got there and I opened my van, the back of my van, I don't think the can was closed properly, let's say, the, 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 the lid, because it was such a easy drop. So when I opened the back of my van, the door, uh, the paint, they were inside of the box, you know, the Benjamin Moore box that comes, the paint, they come. So they had, I had two paint, two gallons of paint there. So the box just turned a little bit and uh, the lead comes out. Yeah. And then I saw all the red paint going all around my van, in the back, <laughs> no. on my drop sheets, on my ladders, um, um, everywhere, all my tools. I was the first thing I was, 
I was taking out of the van, it was the paint. So imagine I had all my tools still in the van, everything. And I was in the driveway, client's driveway, it would fall. So the, the, her driveway was full of leaves, wet leaves everywhere. Um, and then I got so like, I need to do something with this because I couldn't let the paint roll in her driveway. It would be like such a mess, especially like red paint, right? So I got some drop sheets I put around trying to block the paint. And uh, then the client, she comes all happy. <laughs> I'm like, good morning. Do you need some help to bring your tools inside? And then I'm like, <laughs> I look on the side and I'm like, oh my God. So she's going to see this. And then it's like, oh. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so something happened here. She's like, oh, my red. And I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> my red. I'm going to help you. I'm going to grab some sheets and I'm going to help you to block. So she's so nice. She went inside. She ran inside her house. She went out, she brought like uh, two, three like bad sheeting. She put in on um, on a, on a, she helped me, she put around all the paint, all her bad stuff, poor lady. And then um, she, she blocked the paint with me and then um, we kind of like uh, put all the sheets on top. And then I told her I need to go to a car wash right now because I need to clean this up or this is going to be a mess and your driver is going to be a mess, right? And she's like, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. So I went to a car wash. It was getting cold that time. And, and like those car wash that you have to do yourself, I couldn't bring my van to um, a normal car wash first because my van is a little bit uh, high. It's tall. So it doesn't fit in any car wash here. You have to do it yourself. Those uh, coin car washes. Right. So it was getting cold that, that, uh, that time too. So I'm like, okay, I have to do this. So I take all my things out. All the mask, the, the 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 red paint, trying to wash, uh, holds everything inside. Um, so then, when everything was getting nice and clean, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's good. No, nothing worse happened. The paint clean. Then when I went on, on the front of my car to to move my car outside, um, then I saw, you know, uh, on the the passenger side when you have your feet resting there on the floor. So it was like a pool of red paint. So all oh, the uh, water, all the water, everything that I was washing and the cargo part of my car, of my van, it went everything, not everything, but like most of the paint and the water went to the front of the car. <laughs> wow. And yeah, then, it was everywhere, wasn't it? It was everywhere, yeah. So I had to grab like a, a paint can, empty one. We have like some uh, cut cans that we saved in an event. Yep. Um, so I got, I grabbed one of the cans and started like grabbing the water from the front and taking it out the water. It's like a process, you know, like doing that like 20, 30, 40 times to take that out water out of my van, the red water and vacuum. But at the end of the day, everything, the van is clean. It's nice and clean. It's cleaner than ever. Yeah. <laughs> the, the client's driveway, it's nice and clean. No one of red and after next day I came back with the new can, new red paint the client's living room and she's very happy. And Even with all the sheets that she had to throw it out, she's happy. And it's on her women Instagram page, so if you want to see that funny oh, video. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I have this so, uh, uh, on Hill so you guys can you guys are able to check, to watch that, the adventure that I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it sounds like it always turns out for the best because you guys have, I think, just the right attitude and the right spirit. But you had mentioned earlier the trouble you're having hiring and by, by way of hopefully 
increasing the uh, the talent pool. What would you say to women who have never thought about entering this profession and why they might want to become professional painters? Anytime someone does reach out and they're just considering it, because I think you know a lot of girls just think, oh, if I become a painter, I'll make really big money. A lot of them just want it for that reason. It's not because they actually want to become painters. I just try to tell them that uh, if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to grow with us, uh, we're willing to invest in you and train you. There's so much room for growth. And because it's all a, a women group, they just feel that extra comfort level, right? Like there's so much room for growth within a women company. Like what, what's going to make you feel better than that, right? Right, right. Well, and on that note, Deborah and Rafi, I uh, thank you very much for uh, letting us know uh, what it's like uh, for, you know, the women painting and decorating business in Toronto, in the Toronto area. Uh, we wish you the best, uh, continued success, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get up there to Toronto to see some of your work. Again, I thank you very much. Thank you so much yeah. for having us. For sure. If you guys come, you guys are going to be more than welcome to to let us know. We're going to show you guys some, some of our jobs, some of our work. And, and take you guys around to know a little bit better about Toronto, for sure. Would love to, would love to. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coverage. If you enjoyed this podcast from Benjamin Moore, be sure to subscribe and share it with other professional painters. Follow us on Instagram at Benjamin Moore Pro. DM us with questions, comments, or future topic suggestions. Let us know if you would be interested in being a guest. This is your podcast, and we want to hear from you. In the meantime, stay busy, and we'll see you on the next episode of Coverage. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.